And welcome to Stand Out, where entrepreneurs share what they've done to become media darlings. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan of CherylTanMedia.com. On this show, we talk about the power of publicity and how you can use it to grow your business. This is episode number 32. Want a resource to help you get started attracting media attention? You can download my free press release template at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. And introducing PR Pro, an online community for entrepreneurs who want to learn how to get their own publicity. Details at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash PR Pro. What is one media mention worth to your business? How about from a really big name? quite a bit, but you may need to put in a little bit of legwork before you start to see the returns. Entrepreneur Joe Apfelbaum explains all of this by sharing his strategy for maximizing the media exposure he's already gotten. You may have seen him on Fox Business or read about him in the Wall Street Journal or Business Insider. Maybe you missed his appearances on TV Live or didn't catch the stories when they first came out. Joe talks about the power of the promotion machine and what you can do to capitalize on any media attention you receive. Welcome to Standout, Joe Apfelbaum. It is great to have you on the show. As I always tell my mother, thank you for having me. (laughs) Big kudos to you and your growing family. Congratulations on the birth of your baby girl. It's a busy, busy time in your household. Yeah, number five makes adds. They say with every new employee, you add more complexity. With every new child, you add a significant amount of more complexity. You should know with your three. So, I cannot even imagine three is probably all I can handle. Um, although now it's it's getting a little easier. But then you've added that extra complexity with diapers and teething and all of that. So congratulations yeah. to you. I appreciate you taking the time out to talk with me today. Yeah, I'm really excited about our topic today. Yeah, we talk about media, but I want to first start by talking about you and your business. So you've got a lot going on with Ajax Union. Talk a little bit about that and how you got there. Ajax Union is a digital marketing agency based in Brooklyn, New York, and we help companies that are in the B2B space generate more leads online. So for example, if you have a company that has a sales team and you're looking to grow your business, a great way to get leads for your sales team is to leverage the internet. So using Google AdWords, using Facebook advertising, using marketing automation technology, we help companies set all that up and help them be able to track to get the maximum return on investment when they're growing their business. We've serviced over 1,100 companies since we started in 2007, and we were fortunate enough three years into our business to be one of the fastest growing companies in America to be number 178 on the Inc. 500. So I really, really enjoy marketing and helping businesses grow. Uh, Initially, we didn't have a focus. And as time went on, we started kind of building and honing our focus. And I remember sitting in our office about two years ago, looking around. We had 75 full-time employees. We were servicing at that point. We had like 350 active accounts and dozens of projects floating around all over the place. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking to myself, I don't even know everybody's name. It's not even fun to be here like it used to be when we had, you know, two dozen employees. So I instead of hurting employees, we started outsourcing the things that weren't 
that we didn't need to do in-house, like writing and like some of the social media stuff and some of the development and our IT and our bookkeeper. And we started outsourcing a lot of the stuff that we just didn't need that infrastructure internally. And we completely changed around our business. And now um, I'm happy to say that we were much more profitable than we used to be. And we're offering a much higher quality service. You know, as your business grows, it gets more complex. We all know that. And our business got really, really complex very, very quickly. And although our revenues were growing, our profits weren't where they needed to be. So, you know, a lot of our clients, we look at them and we're like, would you rather be a $100 million company that makes a million dollars a year? Or would you rather be a $10 million company that makes $3 million a year in profit? And that's really the question that you have to ask yourself if you're a business and you're growing. Are you just saying more, more, more? Is your strategy that you want to have a very high top line revenue and then be able to sell for a multiple of revenue? Or do you want to have a lifestyle business and be able to live off the profits? So that's really the question that you want to ask yourself when you're growing a business. And for us, we chose to be able to have a business that we could be really proud of and make a serious impact and not something that we could just quickly build and sell like a lot of companies like the Instagrams of the world and so on. So we're not trying to build some fluff. We're trying to build some real value for our clients, real value for our employees. And our vision for 2016 is to have amazing clients, amazing employees, and be an amazing company. So we're all about creating amazing results for our clients, our employees, and all our stakeholders. Oh, I love the mission. I love the message. There's a lot in what you've said about the background of your company. And so I want to dig a little bit into that, where you, it sounded like when you started your business, you do what most people do, is you go where the business is. And so maybe you stretch yourself very thin, doing everything for everybody. And then you've kind of learned what works best for you and what works best for your clients. I kind of want to start though with the the mission behind your company, which was it sound and it is to help your clients stand out. How did you make yeah. yourself stand out in such a competitive industry, even when you started years ago in 2007, right? How did you make yeah, yourself so stand out? So years ago when we started out, we really didn't have a competitive advantage. We were just everything to everybody. Right. Like many, like many marketing consultants and marketing agencies, we just a client came to us and we just selected any client. We said we could do everything for you. Then one day I looked at my partner. We were in our office at three o'clock in the morning and we're trying to break our heads to try to figure out how do we grow this business to over a million dollars in annual sales? How do we grow to be a million dollar business? And the answer was very simple. We need to have something that we can replicate very, very quickly and we need to focus and offer one thing. So we came up with a bunch of different options and we finally came up with an SEO plan for small businesses. We called it the Anubi plan after a while of trying to figure out names. But what we did was it was like the ABC of marketing, articles, blogs, classified ads, social bookmarking. So we came up with this plan that would work for any business and help them be able to grow in a very cost effective way. And we decided this is the only thing that we're going to sell for the next year and a half, two years. And our goal was to get 100 clients on that plan. And we would charge $599 a month for that plan. And it would be month to month. And we basically created a competitive advantage and reasons to buy where it would be like a no-brainer to sign up to it. And, you know, to create the content, to create the infrastructure, to have SEO for this price, it's crazy. Anyway, so we started reaching out. And within, within a couple of weeks, we were able to get our first five clients. We launched 2009 with this plan. By the end of 2009, we had over 100 clients. So we were well over half a million dollars in revenue in 2009 and on pace to do a million dollars in revenue in 2010. And we were looking at each other and we were like, this is pretty cool. Focusing is amazing, but at a certain point, we need to start diversifying because now we have 100 clients 
and they're asking for things like email marketing and pay-per-click management and website design and press release writing and distribution and all types of things like that, right? So we decided that we were going to start offering a bunch of other products. And we came up with a list of products and we started offering the products. And before you know it, we had some clients that were on 12 different products, you know, video production and podcasting and whatever it was. And then that's what happened about two years ago. We were just like everything to everybody again. We went from focusing to being everything <laughs> to everybody again. And we were like, okay, we got to focus again so that we can get back to what really helped make us successful, get us to the next level. And now we're focused on B2B companies, generating leads for them. We turn down 90% of the business that comes to us now because we're so focused. We're so focused. So somebody comes to us and they're like, I'm launching a startup. We're funded. We want some brand awareness in Europe or whatever. And we're like, yeah, uh, no, no, we're not. That's not. Yeah, but we have a massive budget. And we heard you're the best. You're like, yeah, we are the best, but we need to focus right now. And this right. is not you know, what we're focused on. So instead of just going for everybody, we have a very specific list of companies that we're going after. Those are the companies that we're servicing and that we're going to service over the next three years. We're very, very focused. We're very excited about what we're doing. We have amazing talent that is focused and we're training them, continuing to train them in B2B marketing, B2B lead generation. And if you are if you have a B2B company and you're listening to this and you want to take your ROI to the next level, if you have a sales team and you want to be able to get the right type of leads or get better leads or have technology to automatically quantify your leads or qualify those leads so you don't have to do that, we can help you use technology the right way to help you grow your business. So there are people listening in the audience or watching this video going, okay, wait a minute. I'm a business that works with other businesses and he's saying the right things. So what, what do you say to someone like that? So you only work with B2B businesses and you're talking about technology, which scares a lot of people. It really does scare a lot of people. So how then can you uh, help ease their worries a little bit as they're trying to make that outreach? Maybe they're not quite ready yet for working with the best like you, but give them some, some ways to uh, stand out in their industries and their B2B businesses. Well, number one, the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you have a very strong competitive advantage, mm -hmm. that you understand what makes you special. Because specifically when you're dealing with other businesses, not every business is going to be is going to be the right fit for you. You have to recognize that. You know, are you are you driven based on price? Are you driven based on quality? Are you driven based on the best ideas or the best customer service? Like think about how you stand out from all your competitors. That's the first thing that I would tell you. Know who you are and why people should do business with you. Then have a very specific goal. If you're not ready to go out there and hire an agency or whatever it is, and you don't have a goal and you just want to get as much as you can, as much as possible, if you don't know where you're going, you might get somewhere else. So when I ask business owners that I speak to, like, where do you want to go? They're like, oh, as much as possible. Okay, if you want a billion leads, how are you going to qualify a billion leads tomorrow? <laughs> and then they start breaking it down, and they're like, well, I could only really qualify 20 or 30 or 40. Okay, so make that your goal. Make your goal 50 or stretch goal 50. Now, what are you willing to pay per lead? And we start breaking it down based on their revenue, based on their profit, based on their gross profit, based on the lifetime value of the customer or the average value. So you have to know all these things. If you're, if you're a business and you're looking to grow your business, you have to understand things like your key performance indicators, your KPIs. There are lagging indicators and there are leading indicators. I recently lost 75 pounds. 
And on my journey to lose 75 pounds, if I just measured my weight every day, that wouldn't give me the information that I need to know, like what I need to do tomorrow and the next day and the day after. That just tells me what I did the day before. So it's important to measure your weight every single day, which I do to today. I measured my weight and I know exactly how much I weigh and what my goal is. But you also need leading indicators, like how much am I going to run tomorrow and the next day? And when's the next time I'm going to do push-ups? Am I going to do 100 push-ups a day? Am I going to do 100 squats, 100 sit-ups? What am I going to be eating in the next couple of days? Do I do meal preparation? And I do that every morning. I go on Facebook Live and I do a smoothie for everyone to see exactly what I put into my smoothie. This morning it was spinach and kale and carrot and lemon and chia seeds and hemp seeds and blueberries and watermelon and me and my son, we stand there and we do it together for the Facebook world to see exactly what we're doing. <laughs> and that's that's a leading indicator. In your business, if you're not going out there and getting a certain amount of appointments, going to a certain amount of networking events, having a certain amount of Facebook ads and, and, and Google AdWords when people are searching for your brand, when people are searching for your product, for your service as a B2B company, you're missing out big time. So you have to know what your KPIs are. You have to know what your numbers are. You have to understand where you want to go. You have to know what your goals are. And if you can do that, then you will be able to grow your business and be able to meet all your goals. We talk on the show about media attention. And I think you're the perfect person to talk about it because you help your clients probably get it. You've written press releases for them or you've, you've had in the past um, arms of your company that make that happen. How have you been able to do that for you, for you and your company? How have you gotten the media and what has it done to grow your business? Is, is that what was able to get your business to the, the top of that fastest growing company list? Well, part of PR is actually submitting. A lot of people don't realize that if you just submit you will get featured, right? So there are so many areas of PR that you could just literally submit as the fastest growing company or the best places to work or whatever it is. And once you submit, chances are you will get published somewhere sometime in the future if you actually read the instructions and follow what they say the qualifications are. So it's simple as literally filling out forms. When we won some awards, some social media award or whatever it was, all we had to do is Fill out the form to get the award. Now, once you get the award, now you can put a press release about it. You could send a pitch to reporters, and you can get published because they're looking for this type of information for companies that are best place to work or growing or whatever it is. So that's really the first thing is they say 95% of getting the job is showing up. If you don't have a plan of where you want to show up, you're not going to get the job. You're not going to get the placements. You're not going to get the PR. So if you want to be on the Inc. 500 and you're starting a company right now, see what it takes to be on the Inc. 500. Read the materials and figure out how much revenue do I have to do each year for three years consecutively? What type of percentage growth do I have to have in order for me to do that? And put it in your calendar to submit before the date that passes. And chances are there's 100,000 companies that submit every single year and there are only 5,000 that get measured. And if you have a certain percentage growth, if you have 200,000, 250,000, and they keep upping their minimum, and then you have over 2 million or 3 million or whatever the, their thing is over the course of the years, you make the list, and you may not be 178 like we were that fast, but you might be in the thousands, which is still very, very fast and very significant and very PR worthy and something which is incredible where most people can do that. So I would say first step is show up. Second step, once you show up and you actually fill out the stuff, promote it. 
promote it, send it out there. You know, I was featured on Fox Business Network, the global network of Fox Business. Tens of millions of people saw that. There were tens of millions of people had access to that. I got one phone call for somebody asking me for a donation. Oh, no. He's like, oh, you're so successful. You must want to give me a donation. That's the <laughs> only thing I got out of that show. Oh, no. That's it. <laughs> but, 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 I'm going to add this but, and a big but. Not a little but, a big but. The big but is that I then took that, put it on YouTube, made little clips, took tons of images from it and made screenshots, put it all over my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, my LinkedIn. I put it all, all over the place, put it on my Google, my Google Places. I emailed it out to tens of thousands of people and people watched it. I put it on my website and people noticed until today, people say, oh, I saw you on Fox because it's on my signature or wherever it is. Right. And they're like, I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you for noticing. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> yeah, you're amazing. You're such a good interview. You had such a great interview. You said all the great things. And meanwhile, I'm the one that promoted that PR. So when I was on the Wall Street Journal, I needed to promote that I was on the Wall Street Journal. I needed to buy copies and mail it to my potential clients. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be there looking and wondering. Yes, a couple of people. When I was on 1010 Wins, or an 880 Bloomberg, I had to record that, put it on SoundCloud, and email it out to thousands of people so that they can listen to it. Yes, people called me up, and they heard me, and they saw it, and people see me on the street. They're like, oh, I heard you on the radio talking about networking and sales and motivation and all that stuff. But you know what? If you don't promote, you first have to show up, put it in there, and number two is you got to promote it yourself. No one's going to promote your PR like you can promote your PR. Absolutely. I work with clients all the time, and I tell them the same exact thing. I used to be a journalist, so I used to be the one telling the story. And now I work with clients to help them understand that if you just put the pitch in, you are like 80% there. And then once you get that media mention, some, some people will say, well, that didn't do anything for me. I got nothing from it. But if you just share it and promote it in an authentic way, it really can benefit you. So would you say by your efforts in promoting the media that you have gotten, um, has that helped you grow your business? Absolutely. I remember when I would do a seminar. So we trained over 10,000 people over the past four years uh, about Google's products and services. And I remember before every single seminar, what we would do is we would play the Fox video, a three-minute clip that we cut down. And everybody would sit there and they'd be like, okay, that's, that's amazing. Like that, this, this is the speaker that's going to come talk, this guy that was on TV, like, wow, you know, that was a real good prep. So now all of a sudden I had credibility. Before any business meeting, when people came to our office, we would play the video for them and be like, hey, watch this video while I go to the bathroom or while I go to the files. And people would look at it and they're like, wow, you know, I saw that. That was really cool. So I made sure I had their attention and they watched it, you know. Well, before we did a presentation or a proposal, we were like, watch this video first, see what you think, and then let's talk about doing business. And our close rate was so much higher as a result of that media. So media is such a great supporting supporting proof and credibility, even though it's like foolish to think that just because you were on TV, you're going to do great. But people tend to think that just like testimonials really work, it's the same thing with media. Media really works as a support to help you be able to show credibility and show people that you're serious. Because the companies that suck, they want to hide. They don't want to be on the media. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's such a great point. Okay. So how can you, as far as your experience in getting media, what has worked? How did you get on Fox Business? Did you just 
send an email? Did you Google somebody? Did you, or did somebody get that for you? We hired somebody. We paid them a few thousand dollars a month, and they went out and they 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 had a relationship at Fox. They worked at Fox or whatever it was, and that's how they got us onto Fox. Um, a couple months later, they they didn't really produce much for us after that. So we basically realized that that was like the one hit wonder. Um, so we moved on from that relationship. Um, but you know that was that was that. But after that, I got featured on on you know like for example when I was featured on 880 on Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. I, I saw the reporter at a networking event and I said, everyone was afraid to sit down next to the reporter. I sat down next to the reporter. I engaged in conversation and I gave them a wild time and I drove them up their wall and then they emailed me after. And then after I tweeted at them and I linked in that with them and they sent me and said, would you like to be on the show? And I'd be like, absolutely. I'd love to be on the show. So it's about, it's about connecting and giving valuable information. Another time I wrote an article was published on Forbes. I wrote a blog for Forbes. I wrote many blogs for Forbes, but Forbes blog is pretty easy to write for them. And I got picked up by, by the, I think it was the New York Times. Um, they, they saw it and they had a question about family businesses and then they published me and they published my quote and so on. I'm part of many different entrepreneur groups like Entrepreneurs Organization and the Young Entrepreneur Council and the Inc. Business Owners Council that um, get press requests, press inquiries from reporters for entrepreneurs. And I read them and I look at them and I reply to them. Um, there's something called Help a Reporter Out, Harrow, H-A-R-O. That is, There's a lot there. So it just like takes a full-time job just to sift through that stuff. Um, but if you have the time and you're serious about getting publicity, you can do it or you can hire somebody to actually go through there and respond to the inquiries that are on there because reporters actually do go through that channel. But ultimately it's about establishing relationships within the newspapers that you wanna be in and just having a few key relationships with key reporters. That's really what's gonna get you because reporters need information constantly on a regular basis and they want people that they can trust. So it's about you going out there, finding out who they are and setting up a coffee meeting with them and telling them your story. Absolutely. Just sharing what it is you've learned over your years in business. So what's ahead for you, Joe, as you um, niche down once again, you niche your business to something that makes your team happy. What's what's the vision? What, what are your plans and how can people reach out to you? So you can always reach out to our company, Ajax Union at ajaxunion.com. You can reach out to me at joeappfelbaum.com. I keep doing all types of experiments. I just did stand-up comedy. My next thing is that I'm launching a book, hopefully sometime this year. I call it Average Joe to CEO, where I talk about the seven stages that I went through through my life to go from Average Joe to CEO. I have a podcast called CEOmojo.com. You can check that out on iTunes or on CEOmojo.com. You could check out my weekly web series. I have a TV show called GrowTime.tv, so you can go to GrowTime.tv. I, I give you just weekly tips about how to grow your business. Um, I have a newsletter. If you go to JoeAppleBaum.com, you could sign up for it. I publish stuff on LinkedIn and all over the place. You can find me. You can just Google me. You can find my Facebook. I have a daily video called Street Talk where I walk down the street and I talk about some motivation and motivation. I help people be able to get through yeah, like get through that. their issues. I do a Every time I do a smoothie, I, I put it online. Um, I do Facebook Live and all that. So you could, you could find me. You can consume my information all over the place. It's really easy. For me, the future is about being present and giving people the real me. It took me a real while to get here to be able to overcome all the fears and challenges that I had with networking and with public speaking and with having my photo online and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I've been able to overcome many of those fears. And now it's about me sharing my knowledge, my expertise, and my 
experience to help others be able to achieve their dream of financial freedom, of success, of happiness, of work and, and family balance, to be able to share my experience. And that's what I'm going to be doing for the next decade or so. Listening to, and I'm going to link all of that information to the show notes here at CherylTanMedia.com, but listening to all of the things that you do from the videos, the writing, the podcast, podcast, the interviews, how much of your day is creating content? How much time do I spend on thought leadership? Mm -hmm. So for me, there are certain things that I do and, and that I document anyway. So for example, my smoothie talk, when I go on Facebook Live with my son and I prepare breakfast, that I do anyway. I want to show people that in 15 minutes you can have vitality and you can really start living your life a much healthier way. So I do that anyway and I go on Facebook Live and I do that. I inspire other people to eat healthy. My street talks, I get inspired. I have 200 that I'm going to do this year. I'm up to 139. I'm walking or I'm running or I'm doing something. I stop for three minutes and I quickly do a talk. I see that it's three minutes. I end it. At the end I say, and you will get motivated. And I yell really loud on the street and it's amazing and it feels good that I can do that. Um, in terms of my growtime.tv, I filmed that last year with my video guy. We spent three days in an office, 90 minute spurts. We basically did all 52 episodes and boom, he edited it and he gave it to my admin. She publishes it and promotes it. It's perfect. My CEO Mojo, I love talking to entrepreneurs. So I'm going to spend 52 hours this year doing it. I already did half of the year so far and we're going to do the other half. So I'm scheduling it in my calendar. It's really important for me to talk to entrepreneurs about how they grew their business from zero to seven figures. Um, so I'm going to be interviewing them for my book, Average Joe to CEO anyway. Um, so that's my podcast. And in terms of writing, it's very important for me to write at least an hour a day. Every single day I need to write for an hour, whether it's writing emails, whether it's writing articles for my LinkedIn or for my weekly email. So every single day I make it a point to write for my book, for something. I need to spend time writing because if I'm not writing, if I'm not creating, then I'm just consuming. And I want to be able to consume, 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 but create a significant amount as well. And when I use my creative juices to create content, it makes me feel good and it hones my skill too. It helps me become better and better and better at it. So I don't spend my whole day doing that, but I do spend part of my day and it's very important for a leader. If you want to become a thought leader, if you're a leader and you want to become a thought leader, it's important for you to publish your thoughts. It's important for you to take your experiences, take your stories, Share them with the world because the world loves you and the world thinks you are enough and you are worthy of sharing your message no matter what experience you had in your life. If you don't know how to write, start writing now. You learn how to write by writing. Just like you learn how to ride a bike by riding a bike, just like you learn to walk by walking, just like you learn to do videos like these videos and get interviews and be amazing at these interviews by doing these interviews. I'm getting, I just signed up for something where I do eight interviews like this per month. Oh, I wow. literally just signed up. Mm -hmm. That's how much I want to become a really good interviewee. So I'm practicing this. That means this is hardcore. That means I am putting into my calendar eight times a month that I'm going to be doing this, exactly what I'm doing with you, mm -hmm. because I want to get a better story. I want to become better and better and better at being an interviewee. People say that you're great, but Great can always be greater. And I want to be the greatest interviewee that anyone ever had. And that's by me doing it over and over and over and over and getting interviewed over and over and having those stories and sharing those stories. And a lot of the questions I get asked are very similar. And every time I repeat the answers, I get better and better at it. So right now, if you take a look online and you search my name, you'll only see that I'm on, let's say, five or 10 podcasts. But if you do that in a year from now, you're going to see that I'm going to be on over 100 podcasts. 
And that's pretty freaking amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your, your words, your thoughts, your sound bites uh, in different places on different people's shows. I love that dedication. I love, love, love it. Thank you so much for sharing your path and your passion, because I think it can really help a lot of people to make them see what you've just said, is that your story needs to be out there, needs to be shared. So I thank you for that. One last question, and it's something I ask everyone who comes on the show. The show is called Stand Out. And so I want to ask you is what makes you excellent? What makes you a standout? What makes me stand out is that I am living in a state of motivation. That means that <laughs> I am allowing my mojo to permeate you, to inspire you, and to show you that when you become yourself, when you remove the judgment, when you stop hating the parts of yourself, that you don't like, and you start loving every part of yourself, then you will get motivated. <laughs> I so love it's, it. It's definitely the mojo. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be, uh, I could be in Brooklyn and just kind of see you with your phone. You're not playing Pokemon Go. You're just talking into the phone and <laughs> you're motivating everybody around you. <laughs> yeah. Joe at Philbaum, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Sharon. Want to catch the show notes for this and past episodes? All of the standout shows are in one place at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode number 32. The best way to get this show in front of more listeners is to subscribe to and review the show on iTunes. Thank you in advance for your support. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Tan.